0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome back to the show. It's hour number three. Ben Mintz coming on in just a little bit. Mintz, a radio host up in Shreveport. We're going to talk some NBA draft. Let's talk some World Series of Poker. Ben's getting ready to go over to Vegas and play in the World Series of Poker main event. Can't wait to talk to him about that. Look, I have a platform here. Every single night, one of the biggest radio stations in the country, we reach 38 states. I realize the platform that I have, and I'm just a guy with opinions on the radio. I don't have, I've said this many times. I almost say it daily. I don't have a monopoly on good opinions. I don't have a monopoly on bad opinions. I just have opinions. One thing that I really, really dislike about our social social media culture and our Twitter culture right now is the punching up. Some people do. When you don't like what those people with platforms and some really respected sports writers, columnists, insiders have to say in what they're reporting. I'm gonna give you a little story here. And this is what I mean. Peter Vesey, who has spent you know, four decades five decades up in New York as one of the country's premier sports columnists and NBA insiders, he tweeted this. Just a little bit ago, about an hour ago. New Orleans, I'm told, is assembling assets in an all-out effort to leapfrog the Knicks into the second slot in order to snare R.J. Barrett. Obviously, Pels are offering Grizz's number four pick as part of payment. No pity parties planned. New York would land Morant or Garland. Memphis would pluck point that drops. That's what Peter Vesey reported. At Peter Vesey 1, V-E-C-S-E-Y, I retreated it. Now, Peter Vesey has spent, again, four decades doing this. Every single day. He's built relationships. He has inside knowledge that me, you, everybody listening, and almost everybody in the country just doesn't have. He's not out here reporting on conjecture or hyperbole or just making rumors up. We have seen, and look, I don't, I'll don't. i call out people here. I'm not going to call them out by name because there's some people that I respect, but we have some people here, some bloggers radio host, some people in the city that have taken that tweet and now are taking the chance to demean Peter Vesey because they don't like what he's reporting? That I don't believe the rumors. These are rumors. This seems irresponsible. Well, Vesey reported that Doc Rivers was talking to the Lakers, and then he resigned with the Clippers. Like This is, this is the kind of punching up nonsense that, that I really, really, really can't stand. Peter Vesey is not reporting stuff, again, just based off of rumors or to get likes or retweets. Vesey's been doing this too long. If he tweets out and reports something like that, you can be sure that it's actually happening, or at least he's being told that by some very reliable sources. Doesn't mean it's going to happen? No, it doesn't. But stop this stuff where Peter Vesey all of a sudden is just some scrub reporter. You want to find out what I'm talking about? Go to my Twitter at Seth Dunlap, and you'll see it. Like I, I really, really, really can't stand it. Zion Williamson—he was at the podium today up in New York as he gets ready for the NBA draft. Lots of great sound from uh, Zion, and look—he spent what? What was it? A couple days here in New Orleans last week, or, or something like that, and. One of the things he was asked a lot about by all the reporters from down here who made the trek up to New York was what he thought of his trip to New Orleans and what that was like. He also uh, had more on New Orleans and about that trip to Commander's Palace. There were reports that, well, did Zion order chicken tenders at Commander's Palace? He put that to rest, too. Uh, That's good. Good on you, Zion, for going to Commander's Palace and at least not ordering the chicken tenders, although fried shrimp doesn't seem like what I would order at Commander's. But, hey, 18-year-old, different palate than me. Who knows? Could have played anywhere in the NBA. Every team in the NBA wants Zion. But what I found interesting was apparently he didn't have a favorite team growing up. There was no preferred franchise, preferred destination for Zion. Here's what he said about that. Didn't have a a preferred franchise. Didn't root for anybody growing up, which somebody who's an exceptional basketball player spent his entire life playing at an elite level. It's interesting, right? Interesting. And he'll be in New Orleans soon. We'll have more Zion sound a little bit later in this hour is uh who's on line one logan we have a caller gotcha okay uh we'll go ahead and take a break instead then and ben mentz will be on coming back ben mentz out of shreveport we'll talk a little nba draft a little wsop when the last lap continues on WWL. welcome back to the show and it's less than 24 hours away from the nba draft six o'clock tomorrow remember we'll have a five hour show at least five hours 4 to 9 p.m. here on WWL. Myself, Deuce McAllister, and Christian Garrick as we break down the NBA draft as it happens. We know Zion will go one. We assume John Morant will go two, although with the, the latest report from Peter Vesey, maybe not if the Pelicans can move up to number two. It's going to be interesting. Most volatile NBA draft in recent memory, and it's going to be exciting to watch it play out tomorrow let's bring on in ben Mintz, who's the host of mixing it up with Mintz up in shreveport at ben Mintz 531 on twitter ben you ready for this draft tomorrow bud
0: i can't be more excited the only thing i regret is uh i wish i i should have brought the dang radio show down there i'm jealous of you get to do a five-hour show it's a historic historic day for the city of new orleans and nba and uh, i know i've got a lot of friends going out to fulton street and they're everybody's doing it big for sure
1: yeah, indeed. What, what, what do you think of Zion? He's like 24 hours away from him officially becoming a New Orleans Pelican. I don't know if we've actually talked about, you know, your thoughts on this generational talent, man.
0: Oh, man, I, I just think it's just so exciting uh, for the city, the fan base. And, man, Zion seems like a good dude. He's from South Carolina. He's a southern guy. You know, he seems like to be very excited about coming to New Orleans. Uh, I love how he was talking about everybody. He's been high-fiving the street. Steph, I got to be honest. I still, I said it would take till draft night for me to believe this is even real. I mean, the Pelicans, you know, were 34 and 48 team had a 6% shot to hit this one pick. And you and I are poker guys. I mean, they literally hit a two outer on the river to get the biggest NBA prospect, uh, you know, in the last 10 or 15 years. I mean, it's just an incredible story.
1: Yeah, it really is. Do you have any specific player if, and I think it's a big if, but if they keep pick number four, any guy you'd like to see him take there?
0: I'm on the same page as you. I think you've been doing a great job with your uh, NBA coverage. I'm all about DeAndre Hunter, too. Uh, The fact that he can stretch, you know, 44% from three, rim protector, rebounder. I think if you have DeAndre Hunter with Ball and Holiday with their length and athleticism as guards, then Ingram and Zion are both athletic and will grow defensively, and everybody will be able to switch. If you have a rim protector and a rebounder behind them, they could be ferocious on defense the next two or three years. So I'm kind of in that camp.
1: Yeah, uh, indeed. Uh, I want to talk some World Series of <laughs> Poker with you, bud. And I okay, know you're. Let's you're yeah, let, let's do it. I know you're. You're heading over to uh, to Vegas for the main event and only the main event, right?
0: Right. That's right. Uh, I'm going out there on flying out July the third, playing uh, the main event for the sixth time in my life on on July the fifth. It's a Friday. I couldn't be more excited, man. I made a good run last year. Got three hundred twenty seventh. at almost eight thousand people and. You know, hoping we can bring that same energy. It's just, it's crazy because I do exactly what you do in media and poker. You know, nobody really cares that much about anything but the World Series Main. But the World Series Main is a brand like the Masters and Super Bowl, and it's just cool to get to play on that big stage. It's awesome.
1: How'd you do last year? I forget. I know, you, I know you cashed, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Last year I got uh, there were seven thousand eight hundred people. I got three hundred twenty seventh, like thirty nine thousand um, dollars last year. And then uh, I played it five times total. My best finish was I got 75th out of 7,000 people in 2011. And that was the peak of my career. But uh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm two for five and 40%. I feel like if I cash this year, I'll almost have a reputation for being known as a guy that brings in the main. And that's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can you, can you, have you, have you envisioned yourself sitting on a final table or in front of TV cameras? And I know you, you got a little TV time last year, but I'm talking about on one of the featured tables. Oh,
0: I, I, hadn't been, uh, I have not been on one of the feature tables, but, yeah, I've envisioned it. Uh, I think they, they mentioned mixing it up with Mets last year on ESPN. Norman Chad did, and that was a big highlight for the radio show.
2: Uh, but, yeah, I've envisioned
0: it. I'm actually thinking, and, I mean, I'll tell you this here. It'll be funny, but I've got a really funny intro planned for this year. I know you're a big fan of my fake Pat Mahomes stuff. I, I'm I'm going out decked in a big AC Patrick Mahomes jersey this year for the main event. And I think there might have to be some interviews and some funny uh, stuff off that that we're going to, I think we're going to try to do for some radio. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh,
1: Indeed. It's Ben Mintz mixing it up with Mintz up in Shreveport at Ben Mintz five three one. Any great World Series of Poker or circuit event stories? I know you play on the circuit quite a bit. And Ben, you can share with us.
0: Yes, I've got, I'm going to share with you. I'm going to seize this moment because I love New Orleans and I've got a lot of friends listening to share uh, what's my example of the Mikey McDee, Matt Damon, famous hand on rounders when he bluffed Johnny Chan. That's such a famous hand yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. I had my own version of that on day three of the 2011 World Series main event where, you know, I think you're a poker guy, so you'll know this guy. I don't know if he's, like, going to be known by everyone, but there's a poker pro named Patrick Antonius who is a former pro tennis player, one of the top five pro poker players in the world, and on day three of the main event, he gets moved. On my right, and we start battling a ton. And I mean, he's a big time player, and I have a hand go down. where basically, you know, poker. I'll I'll dial this down to where you know everybody can understand mm-hmm. if you don't play. It, it gets folded to him. He's in late position, right by the button, which means he's going to be raising. He's raising almost every hand. He raises. I'm on the button, right behind him. I re-raise King Queen, just like he's opening anything. Though, you know, King Queen's good against whatever he's playing. Then he looks at me make it nineteen thousand, he makes it sixty-three thousand, he bombs it. And he only has hundred K back. And I think in my head for a second, I'm like, ah, oh, I should probably fold. Like I don't want to bomb off this King Queen and ten dollars event. And I have this moment hit me in my stomach where I was like, you know what? I don't give a crap who this guy is to hell with him. You know, I, I know that this guy's full of the sand. And I jammed all in for like two hundred and forty K with King Queen off here when he'd uh, put like a huge he'd put 40 percent of his stack out there. And he folds, and I showed the table the King-Queen, and people lost their mind. They couldn't believe. I went out, you know, oh, wow. 5 yeah. 10 the main with King-Queen off. And uh, <laughs> I was really upset ESPN didn't get the hand because it's definitely the greatest hand of my whole career. And a 10K buy-in on day three. You know, getting it, moving all in with King High there and uh, especially against the top five player in the world. Oh. So that's, that's that's my that's the best story I got for you, poker.
1: Oh, that, that's that's fantastic. We're taking a little break from our NBA draft talk. It's World Series of Poker Time, the, the um some of the events going on right now over in Las Vegas. We're talking with Ben Mintz at Ben Mintz five three one. Ben, if I said worst bad beat, and I'll give you a look, this oh, is man, right, I I know, I know. So this is a question that you usually don't bring up if we're just talking like this is a no no, but hey, I'm gonna give you the platform here. Worst bad beat of your career.
0: Okay, worst bad beat my career. The one that immediately comes to mind was I was playing a seventeen hundred dollar World Series of Poker Circuit band event in West Palm Beach, and with like fourteen left, and it was two hundred and fifty k to first. With fourteen left, I play. I mean, I literally get this guy like I just shown a really really crazy bluff the hand before. I think I showed seven deuce on a bluff, and so my image is wild, and nobody believed me. And I literally have a hand go down where I get this dude to stick like. I think he put like one point three million in pre when the big blind was only twelve thousand with Ace Queen when I had Kings and he hit a dry ace on the river and I would have had three times second place thirteen left playing for like a quarter million and I got knocked out on ace on the river. So that
1: one that
0: one that was How much
1: again? I how king. much how much did it cost you maybe?
0: Oh man, it was uh, it was a quarter million dollars to first place. I think I got thirteen for like twelve or thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh man bro. i just like and this is back like i'm in my mid-30s now like yeah i mean I, I used to be more of a hothead in my late 20s and uh there was a poker news report and I, I probably said some things I regret when that ace set. but you know we're all competitors and that one that one really stood out as one that's gone for sure.
1: <laughs> i think i had <laughs> one of the ones that sticks out in my mind i won't go through the whole thing but uh, i was playing over at like at the spring poker tournament over in uh, I think it was at the Bow, actually. And right. I was in – Yeah, uh, i used a big bo fan. Yeah, I used to do a lot of mixed events. I was actually probably a better, um, you know, like horse player, mixed game player than I was at No Limit Holder player back in the day. Final two tables, big event. And uh, basically it was second in chips, had the chip leader in this massive hand, and he had uh, one out, uh, one card, you know uh, – I think what a 42 yeah. in the deck and horse or whatever it is, or there was less than that, but yeah, I had one outer uh, busted me with like 14 people left. The two chip leaders Uh-oh. going at each other. It was terrible, bro. Like I had him, I had, you know, we got it all in with me, you know, like a 95% yeah. favorite cost me about, I don't know, 20, 25 grand. At
0: that point. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man. Well, that, the, I think the, the best illustration of this though, is that's how lucky the Pels got to get Zion. I mean, we literally were all in with like one card to go. I mean, I think, I hope people realize how lucky. This was. <laughs> no, so what's, no, it's true though, six percent yeah. shot, you know, and now you look at the future of this franchise and the assets. Uh what, I want to hear what did you said, Peter Vesey's report. Or the Pelicans trying to make a play for Morant? What was that
1: report? Actually? Yeah, the, yeah, the Pels are trying. Well, not Morant, but specifically the two-pick. Peter Vesey tweeting out a little bit uh, earlier for everybody who's just joining the program, the outstanding and longtime sports writer and columnist NBA insider up in New York. He tweeted out that the Pelicans are exploring options to move up to pick number two, but to draft R.J. Barrett, not John Morant. And the reason there would be, well, they already have their point guard of the future in Lonzo Ball. That'd be interesting, right, Ben?
0: Yeah, You think? Yeah, man, this is just incredible, uh, the, the the excitement. I mean, I'm getting more and more behind the Lonzo Ball thing every day, which is leads in athleticism. And, you know, with the core, if you keep Drew Holiday and Ingram and Zion, you're not asking Lonzo Ball to score 20 a game. You know, you can allow him to be a playmaker and use his court vision and play D and facilitate stuff. And, you know, I don't know, I man. I, I'm, I'm, I've I'm got the Pelicans fever up here. I think this this whole thing, the next five years, is going to be unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, where are you watching the draft tomorrow, bud?
0: I'm watching it at my buddy's restaurant, Pizza Rev, in uh, Shreveport. They will have, they've got a nice patio of 41 beers on tap and sound. It's going to be a good old time, you know? Wish I was in New Orleans, though. I really, (laughs) I I literally, I didn't think about it until about a day or two ago, but, uh, I, you know, you you came on the radio show when I did it down in Avenue Pub. I got a lot of New Orleans time, so hopefully I'll be down there a little more in the
1: fall. There you go. It's Ben Mintz. Mix it up with Mintz every day, 3 to 6 p.m. on 100.7 FM. The ticket up in Shreveport. I know we got a lot of listeners up there. Tune in to Ben every afternoon, and he's on Twitter again, at BenMintz531. Ben, uh, look, I'll talk to you tomorrow um, on, on your program and yes, we'll talk about NBA Draft.
0: Heck, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, Seth. Always enjoy coming on the big
1: 870 WWL. All right. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. Spin Mintz. Always a pleasure having him on. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, more of your calls. What do you think about tomorrow in the NBA draft? Who do the Pells take if they take pick number four? And are you believing what Peter Vesey is saying, or at least tweeting out that the Pelicans are exploring option number two? People are jumping all over me just for saying, hey, maybe we should trust what Peter Vesey says. <laughs> I'm getting some hate on Twitter right now. Back in a flash, 60 seconds on WWL. Can't wait for the NBA draft tomorrow, 6 o'clock. We'll be covering it 4 to 9 p.m. here on WWL. Stay tuned for that. Set your clocks for that. 870 a.m., 105.3 FM, radio.com app. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. Will the Pelicans win a championship with Zion? And cast your vote, dot radio.com app. To the phone lines we go, 504-260-1870. If you want to give us a call and hop on in. Jeff and Luling, what you got, Jeff? Hey, hey, How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I wanted to talk
3: about Zion, but I wanted to preface that with, I don't know if you recall, there was a you know, little NFL draft here. Remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had made a mistake with their draft pick? Uh, about 82 or something, they had, with all the noise back then, they didn't have the computers, and they actually ended up drafting the wrong guy.
1: I don't remember that. No, I, I mean I should and know this. I don't remember it, this. Yeah,
3: the guy ended up being a flop or something, and it was a, you can't take it back. They tried to to tell the commissioner to take it back, but once you call it, there was so much background. Was this
1: like some, a guy who was injured, or, or somebody who like wasn't no, available? The guy or? ended
3: up being a bomb. He ended up being a bomb. But there was two people on that, that had a choice of that year, and. They said, "Remember the two names," and then the guy had said, uh, "Don't take that guy." But there was so much noise in New York that day, or wherever they were, that they ended up making the wrong choice. And when it went on the board, well, Booker they,
1: Reese. I'm, I'm reading it right now. I'm looking it up. Yeah, I see you remember what you're that? No, yeah. I, I don't remember it. To be honest, I had to look it up. But I'm, I'm eighty-one reading or something like that. But
3: uh, I want to say this. I, I get what the Pels are doing right now. You know, they're they've, they've got a they're getting so many tickets with the Zion coming in, but. Let's be honest, he hasn't played at all. I mean, he might end up being like that LSU quarterback that went to the, the Raiders. He might just be a flop. And uh, But, hey, the Pels are going to do great with all the tickets they're going to sell because, hey, everyone's going to buy tickets. And, you know, it's like buying tickets to a movie when it ends up being a bomb, but everyone's already bought all the tickets. So, <laughs> you know, there's no guarantee that he's going to be great. But, you know, you guys got to promote it up, you know, and get it big for the – sell the tickets and all, you know. Well,
1: but- I mean, are, are, you saying, are you saying he's going to be a bust?
3: I mean, you don't know. I mean, there's you no don't. way to say he hasn't played That's yet. True. So, I mean, you don't know if he's going to be great or not. I mean, he hasn't stepped on the court. and He didn't even make the N- uh, NCAA uh, Final Four, so... You know, he's not god. Uh, but,
1: uh, you know, he's, whoa, whoa, Jeff, you're putting all sorts of words in. My, when did I ever say he was god? <laughs> no,
3: I didn't say that the media, the media, oh, you okay, know, okay, okay. Channel 8, Channel 6 and all are saying, "Oh, this is going to be the turnaround. This is going to be the, the pelicans."
1: The hey, whole, but but, but Jeff, any. are you you're just the eternal pessimist, aren't you? You don't believe any player. I'm so no matter honest, no matter who, no matter who the pelicans drafted, you would not be happy with them, right?
3: No, no, no. I get the thing. I mean, he's the best choice to get. I mean, it's awesome and everything, but you got to be realistic. You know, he we could be sitting back a year from now and he could be like uh, Ricky Williams, injured on the first play and or the third game and his career would be devastating and you know, it,
1: it's a fact. Well, I mean, it's a fact. it can. I mean, it, oh, I I could. I mean, look. If we want to go that route, I could get hit by a truck walking out of the studio here. So I shouldn't be promoting right. a show we're doing tomorrow, right? Because I shouldn't be doing I that because it's, it's very, not I, a sure thing. I can't, get,
3: I can't get excited about the Pels until October. I mean, when that's they, fair. We see them out on the court. And here's where that's I think.
1: Right. It, here's where I think it's fair, Jeff, is because this franchise just hasn't shown you in their existence since they came back into existence in 2002 that they can actually put a consistent winner on the court. So what your your hesitancy to actually buy into anything that they're doing, totally get totally get. But if we're going to not get excited about anything sports wise until we actually see it, you know, metastasize and actually happen, then. I guess we're just going to deprive ourselves of a lot of, you know, celebration and joy. This is by not just me not just Channel 8 or Channel 4, everybody you referenced, by everybody across the country, serious basketball experts, the best and most well-developed basketball prospect in the world since LeBron James. And I've said it on my show. We can pull the tape. I've said it before. doesn't mean it's a sure thing. I say that every day. doesn't mean it's a sure thing. But this is as close to a sure thing as you can get. As close to it as you can get. Speaking of Zion, spent one year at Duke, and Jeff's right. They didn't make the Final Four when they were expected to kind of waltz their way to that and maybe do a national title. Still, Zion, his media availability today said one year at Duke, best year of his life. And just be yourself. Imagine getting developed and having even just a year, a year under Coach K. Got to be better coming out of the other side of that. Kind of to what Jeff said, so much pressure so many expectations around Zion that, that's, that's a large load to shoulder for an 18 year old kid You guys are going to be 19 here in less than a month pressure doesn't seem to phase him though it's the right attitude to have right it's exact attitude that you have to have when you're in his spot I don't envy him from that perspective I envy you know the money that he's going to make his bank account <laughs> his basketball skills charismatic kid seems like he has the right attitude especially here in this city When the Pelicans got the one pick, Anthony Davis was still on the team. I think everybody knew, Zion knew, he's smart enough. No, Anthony Davis was going to be traded. He was asked straight up, what do you think about the AD trade to the Lakers? Love the kid so far. At least I love what he says in front of a mic. Very charismatic. The city's going to absolutely love him. We'll hear a lot more from Zion Williamson tomorrow as he'll be the number one overall pick in that NBA draft. No, we told you and we've been telling you throughout the week that we've got Rolling Stones concert tickets for you. They're bringing their no filter tour to New Orleans on July 14th at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and we've got two tickets for you, one pair of tickets, really good seats, lower bowl section, plaza section, if you're a Saints fan over there, valued at over $100 a pair. Excuse me, $500 a pair, not $100 a pair, $500 a pair. Here's how you win them. At least to have a chance to win them. Go to WWL.com slash contest and you can register to win. You've got to do it by midnight on June thirtieth, so less than two weeks to get that done. WWL.com slash contest. Register to win. One lucky person will win. You can see the Stones in Concert, once in a lifetime bucket list kind of experience from us here at WWL. We'll take a break when we come back. Sportslibs returns. We've been putting it off the last two days. We'll get it in early tonight. That's next on WWL. Going to do Sports Libs in a second. First, Joey and Pearl River, you want to talk draft? What's up? Hey, how's it going, Seth? Man, I'm, I'm look, good, dude. Um,
4: did you know that uh, uh, RJ's godfather was uh, Steve Nash?
1: Wait, wait. Say this again? No, I didn't. His godfather is Steve Nash, RJ Barrett? Yeah. the uh, not know point that.
4: Guard Phoenix Suns? Yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, there's. They, they were showing clips of him uh, playing high school ball and stuff in, in Canada, and you know, there's Steve, he was uh, Steve Nash was in his street clothes, but then you know RJ in his in his uniform and stuff. But Seth, what I want to talk to you about was back in the day, uh, Akeem Olajuwon and uh, Clyde Drexler both went to the University of Houston, played together, yeah, sure, and then ended up ended up in uh, the Houston Rockets program together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, as, as long as they were there, you know, they were perpetual playoff teams. I mean, wouldn't that be sick if we could end up in a situation similar to that if this, you know, uh, talk is, is true about Pelicans trying to move up and, and get R.J. also?
1: I, I believe that what Peter Vesey is reporting is true, that he's hearing this and that sources are telling him that. Whether it'll actually happen, I don't know. I've said for a while now, last couple of weeks, I don't think so, especially now – that Memphis traded away Mike Conley, although there's a couple of point guards to be had in that top four if you think Darius Garland's going to go in the top four. So do I think what he's reporting is true? Yeah, I do think his reporting is true. I'm going back and forth with some people on Twitter who are just taken every shot at Peter Vesey and at me on this, saying that, you know, and, and look, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'll be frank here. We got bloggers in this city who think that they know more than somebody who's connected to NBA inside circles in New York and has been for four decades. That's That's foolish. That's nonsense talk and it's you know the under the cesspool underside of of twitter i don't i don't get into the game of you know calling people out who do their job really well frankly i don't really get into the game of calling people in my profession out but what i will do is i'm going to defend people who are getting called out i do that quite a bit on twitter like come on back off here by the way the one guy who's doing it has taken multiple shots at me over the last couple of years, and I don't know if he thinks he's punching up, down, or sideways, but he does it quite a bit, and um, I'm I'm called him out on it. Like I said, not going to say his name here, but if you want to know, you can check the Twitter thread at Seth Dunlap. Let's get to some sports clips here. By the way, thank you for the call, Joe. I can't wait for tomorrow. Logan Falgu behind the glass, NBA draft eve. Logan, what we got tonight?
2: Uh, oh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, we've got a uh, you know our standard five questions here. Uh, You know, mostly dealing with NBA stuff, as it should be on tonight, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Number one, AD will blank with the Lakers. Regret.
1: He signed with the Lakers eventually. I believe that. Not going to regret it now. This is where he's wanted to go. Once LeBron leaves, and heck, if they can't surround him with talent this year, and it is – it is looking like that's going to be a tall task considering their salary cap limitations right now. They might they might regret it in, immediately. Maybe not, though. He's wanted to get to a big market. I don't begrudge him for leaving New Orleans. They weren't able to surround him here with any kind of talent or any kind of period. But I think he'll regret it long term.
2: All right, next one up here. We have the Pelicans will blank with the Lakers deal.
1: They're going to, let's see, how do you phrase it? Pelicans will blank with the Lakers deal. Pelicans will, how about this? Pelicans are going to win a championship with the Lakers deal. Mm. I think off the back of that deal, Ingram, Ball, Hart, three first-round picks, including number four, I think that sets them up, gives them the assets that will help them win a championship with Zion Williamson. I do. I think it's that good of a deal for the Pelicans. It might be. One of those deals that's that good for the Lakers, too. If they win a title, nobody's going to regret it in Los Angeles. I don't sure. think anybody's going to regret it here in New Orleans, either.
2: Very bold answer from you. Ah, there you go. Number three, the Pelicans fans will blank with 80 gone.
1: Rejoice. Rejoice. See you later. Bye, bye, bye. There is not a person in the city, relatively. That's a little bit hyperbolic. I'm sure there are people in the city, many of them. But for the, for the most part. The vast majority of people in this city are glad he's gone and are glad that circus and sideshow are gone, right?
2: All right, next one up here. We have Alvin Gentry will blank next season.
1: He's going to thrive. I think we're finally going to see Alvin Gentry get the healthy pieces that he needs to run his system. Looks like this team's already going to be a little more deeper than anyone that he's had. Young team seems pretty coachable going to listen to their head coach he's going to implement that really high tempo fast-paced system he's got a point guard to run it now in Lonzo he's got a forward who can run it in Lonzo and Zion Williamson I think he's going to kind of thrive but jury's still out on him he's got two years now on his deal after the extension
2: all right and the last one up here we have people are overlooking blanks importance in the draft tomorrow
1: Hmm, good question I think maybe Atlanta's importance because they hold three picks in the top 20. Three picks, what, in the top 17? And two picks in the top 10. Atlanta holds a lot of chips right now that are on the table. And a lot of what's going to happen in the first round with the trades and who gets drafted where and what teams move where in this draft order are going to depend on exactly what the Atlanta Hawks do. So I think people are overlooking exactly how big Atlanta is going to be to all of this tomorrow. That's
2: it? Yep, that is it.
1: All right. I saw a couple of callers we didn't get to. Uh, call back because we do have about six or seven minutes left in our program. We'll try to squeeze you in. 504-260-1870. 504-260-1870. Text lines eight seventy eight seventy. Who do you think the Pelicans are going to draft tomorrow with pick number four or if they trade back? The last lap wraps up next. A little Christmas Eve, holiday eve tomorrow. We're going to open some presents Pelicans fans are. You get Zion, present number one. Got to wait a little bit Why your, your siblings open a couple of presents and then they're going to be back open the fourth present. It seems like now, anyways, pick four. Although, if the Pelicans trade that pick, you would expect them to wait until pick four, unless what Peter Vesey is saying is true, and they're going to trade up to pick number two, but the reason that you wait until pick four is you want to see exactly what the New York Knicks do with pick number three, because there are multiple reports and rumors that they are at least exploring the idea of taking Darius Garland with pick number four. If that happens, Pelicans will scoop up R.J. Barrett with pick four. I should say the Knicks would take uh Let me back up here, because I said pick four. The Knicks would take Darius Garland with pick number three. If that happens, the Pelicans must take RJ Barrett at number four, and I think they would. Would the Knicks make that catastrophic mistake? I don't know. But it is the Knicks. It is Jim Dolan. It is that franchise. If there's one franchise that might screw this up, it's probably them. The phone lines we go, Steven Homa. What's going on, Steve?
0: Hey sir, how you doing? I'm good. I was uh, thinking about the Lakers. Uh, how long is the season for the NBA season? Are 82, games, 82, 82. 82. 82. Mm-hmm. 82 games. Well, you only got two real good players on a team, and you go halfway through that season, and they're going to be looking at each other like, what the hell do we just do?
1: <laughs> wait, uh, wait. say this again. <laughs> wait, say this again, Steve. Who's going to be looking? Wait, What? <laughs>
2: Davis and LeBron, have been are looking at each other <laughs> you like, think "What so? the hell did we just do?" You think so? I mean, I guess that's what Pelicans I fans so. hope,
1: right? I, if they can't if they can't well, find more players to surround them, because right now it looks like it's yeah. going to be LeBron, Kuzma, and, and AD, and then nobody yeah. else.
0: Exactly. I mean, give me a break. I mean, these and to be honest, which I thought Dave was kind of lazy sometimes. So he better not be lazy in that LA, way. I'll tell you that. Yeah, LeBron's going <laughs> to kick his butt. <laughs>
1: Imagine, yeah, if 80's not on the court, if 80 misses, you know, 30, 40 games like he has before, LeBron's not going to be happy, right? We'll yeah,
0: well, you know, Davis was a foul. of bronze
2: leader, so hey, poor Davis, man. He's going to regret that pretty soon. <laughs> hey. All right, you're going to tune
1: into our coverage tomorrow, Steve, 4 o'clock, 4 to sure 9 will. at least. All right. We'll, we'll, sure we'll, will, man. All right. Thank well, we'll yeah. Enjoy the show tonight. Thanks, Steve. Really appreciate it. Steve Holm, And that's right, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, 4 to 9. And I got this text. I can't believe a local sports radio show would end at 9 tomorrow night. I think... Y'all could go to at least 10 or 11. I know I'm being selfish, but it's an important day. Well, Here's the thing. It's 9 is the tentative end time. Could go longer than that. In fact, Christian was talking today. We might just go until 11 o'clock. We don't know. But let's be honest here. When it's just two of us, it's only going to be Christian and I. That's a long shift to pull off. We're going to go something like 4 to midnight. Yeah, maybe we'll do it for you. We haven't decided yet, but we will be on 4 to 9 tomorrow night and then uh, back on normal schedule on Friday. But 4 o'clock tomorrow, set your alarms. Christian Garrick and I and also Deuce McAllister will be along right at about 6 to break down the NBA drafts, about 6.15 or so. Pelicans should be picking Zion Williamson, taking Zion Williamson as the number one overall pick in the draft. Here's a text from the 995. If the Pelicans win just four games this season – All against the Lakers. I will be stoked. That's Joey and Pearl River. If they win just four games this next season, something's gone uh, drastically wrong. Get the point, though. Text from the 504. The difference is investment Gale is making. The franchise has always played second fiddle to the Saints. She's making them a priority. That's why you get excited. Griffin, Trajan, Nelson, Zion, assets. Smart basketball finally. Uh, Amen to that. Amen to that. Text from the 504, the caller, the previous caller he's talking about here, the caller sounds ridiculous. Zion will be the face of the NBA. I think it was Jeff earlier. There's a little skeptical of Zion. And I think think Jeff speaks to a large portion of the fan base who is just, they're tired of all these promises from the Pelicans, and they spent seven years with Anthony Davis being promised the world. It never happened. I would, and I do, completely understand the pessimism around uh, this franchise. Text from the 985, Zion and Hunter will make us a defensive nightmare. Talking about DeAndre Hunter there, and that's a perfect segue to a little promo I was going to drop here at the end of the show. I wrote about the four players the Pelicans could target with the number four pick tomorrow in the NBA draft, and in my mind, DeAndre Hunter is the best fit for this team. Over Darius Garland, the point guard from Vanderbilt, over a guy like Jared Culver of Texas Tech elite defender he was the national defender of the year defensive player of the year at Virginia 7-2 wingspan can play about four positions on the court he's a winner he's a relative veteran guy at 22 or he'll be 22 this next year that would be the guy that I would take with pick four if the Pelicans keep it had a great show with everybody final look at our blue runner gumbo opinion poll will the Pelicans win a championship with Zion 55 percent are you saying yes 45% 45% saying no. Thanks to Logan Falgu behind the glass, our studio producer tonight. Thanks to Tim Zimmer, booking the show, Tom Manessis and Helen Santanic for helping out, and our program director, Diane Newman, during the day. If you missed any of the program any day, not just today, remember podcast is available on demand, WWL.com, radio.com app, Apple Podcasts. Also, thanks to all of our guests tonight, including Andrew Doak, Carter Bryant, Greg Schwartz, and Ben Mintz. I'm Seth Dunlap. Give me a follow on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. We'll continue the conversation there. And as always, I leave you with our moment of Zen. Here's a little of Zion today in New York. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.